That was where you sat the last time, though. I know. That was it. That was where I sat. You were here a year Automatic ago. Automatic went there. That, it's like a muscle memory. Kind of like weird. thing that I still don't fit on the couch. <laughs> Dangling feet. None of us do. But it's all yours. It is. That couch belongs to you. Sup. Oh, <laughs> An honor to have you here, dude. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, dude. It's right. pretty cool, really, just having you here. Thanks. You it's admit, really nice being here. You emitted energy, and that is uh, a shirt that needs to be seen by everybody. Yeah. What does it say? It says, lover, fighter, dreamer, believer, voter. Mm-hmm. Nice. Voter. It's almost time. That's the most important word on that. Voter. Absolutely the most important word. <laughs> Five things people should want to be, right? And right? strive to be. I agree. Not always easy, you know? No, definitely not. But I think, I think they're good qualities. They are. I mean, Try you know. to aspire to be them as much as possible. And you put it out there. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you believe, like, do you manifest things? Do you think about things? And, you know, when you're thinking, like, when you're thinking about something, do you try to have it appear? Do you make it appear yourself? Like, how do you, where, where do you, how do you, think, like, exude goodness? I almost? think manifesting is, is kind of, because essentially manifesting is just taking ideas from an ether and then like bringing them to life in yeah. the present because manifestation is just a combination of thought and action so it's 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 like technically i think it up but also it doesn't really ever get done if i don't tangibly make it a reality by working however hard i need to to accomplish something or put, putting the right tools in place to accomplish something but by always thinking about it it's present in your mind so you kind of automatically do it technically we're talking you were here a year ago. Mm-hmm. The couch is all yours right now. <laughs> Tis <laughs> you, me. Killing it. <laughs> Thank you. How is the Lauren Haragi that sits on that couch today different than the Lauren that sat here a year ago? She's a uh, she's brand new. <laughs> I'm getting um, no, but spent for real, kind of. Um, yeah, I've just you know this year has been an insane amount of exploration like just kind of getting really deep down into my own heart and my own kind of things i've been through and things i've not really talked to myself about because you know like i feel like a lot of us kind of like float through life and like we get to this point of numbness and we don't really know how we got there but we're not really feeling as much and that's to say you know to the good things as much as the bad things you know and then I noticed that when I lost touch of feeling, I lost my artistry. I lost myself in and what I love to do because I couldn't really get in touch with that anymore. Because um, feelings is what fuels it, you it know. Makes sense. The emotion is what fuels the art exactly. So, I've been just reconnecting with that and allowing myself to feel and allowing myself to kind of explore what, the what, different ranges in my mind. What leads to that numbness? Is it? monotony is it not engaging your brain that keeps you awake is it not facing new challenges on a daily like what is I think it? it's all of those things and like and more you know what I mean I think the numbness is kind of created as a coping mechanism to like all of the bombardment that we get in the world we live in right now 
Um, we're just constantly asked to be performative and constantly asked to be um, present and happy and nice and like giving, um, especially as a woman. So like it's just kind of exhausting after a certain point, especially when you're like in a monotonous kind of cycle that you don't where you don't feel heard or you don't feel like you're expressing yourself or you don't feel like you know, you have any value to the situation you're in. It's just, it's it's easy to just kind of like succumb to the numbness, you know? I totally understand. And it makes it hard to change because you mm-hmm. realize... You, 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 you kinda, get comfortable. Yes. It, it, it's You get comfortable drowning. Yeah. It's, it's drowning, but then it's also like, again, just as much for the bad as there is the good. Like, you, you kind of like create this whole entire... <clears throat> like blanket over yourself from experiencing anything, you know, but it's also like keeps you away from having to really delve into yourself and, and work through your own shadows and your own bullshit, you know, yeah. and take responsibility for that. A lot of us like to just be like, oh no, like deep down in my heart, I'm not that person. It's like, yeah, but your actions say that you are. So unless your actions are lining up with your heart, then who are you? Well, that's truth right anybody can say anything but acting a certain way is what really makes the difference Mm -hmm. and i firmly believe that the majority of us are really good people in our hearts i i know it for a fact we're all either broken to some degree or we've been through some or we've been taught that a certain way is is the right way to react or whatever it is but um again we have total autonomy over our own beings and and the way that we interact with the world around us and you bring up many good points, but realizing that we're all the same is step number one, right? Yeah, you know, we all have hearts. Dude, past, present, futures, we all have hearts. I mean, we're human beings. We, mm-hmm. we, we share a planet. We share ideals. I mean, we're really one and the same. There's mm-hmm. not many things that make us different. If anything, honestly, in the major milestone. Scheme of things. Yeah, it, but, but the major pillars that make humans humans, we actually end up sharing all those same things. Mm-hmm. So whether it's love and life and happiness and sadness, it's all shared. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whoa. <laughs> we went off there. Love having you here already, man. Expectations? Dude. <laughs> we talk about expectations. But, but it's all connected. You, you mentioned a blanket that you had, right? And mm-hmm. th- that blanket that was kind of like a layer between you and everything else that was going on. And f- you have so many years behind you, good and bad things, but, you know, a lot of good stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of major accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Did that blanket restrict you from understanding and kind of realizing and soaking in those great moments for a long time it did and then i kind of snapped into a place where i was like yo like be alive like try to absorb what's going on and even then like a lot of the stuff happens so quickly you don't have time to absorb it you know you don't have time to process it because you're on to the next you're on to the next and and if you're not on to the next you're a flop and it's like (laughs) you know like they don't give you time to breathe or enjoy what you're doing or to even allow it to grow into something even anymore. It's like if it didn't chart within the first five minutes of it being released, like it's a flop. Whatever. Like, wait, what? Um, I'm sorry. You know, half of the favorite songs that you have that are on the radio came out like five years ago. Like, <laughs> and they're just finding it out. Like, And I was listening to that underground like seven years ago. So, <laughs> No timeline on music or art. No. None at all. It's just a personal timeline. And that's what I'm learning. Like, I'm learning to detach myself from this whole, like, pop model of, like, like you go and then you go real hard and then you spend this and you do that. And, like, everything is just, like, big and extravagant. Like, I'm kind of learning to delve out of that and more into just, like, a real authentic, like, creative process and, like, 
just making sure that what I'm saying means some shit to me. And then hopefully that means something to someone else. And if, you know, if someone, if for some reason a lot of people happen to catch on to one of the songs and, and it really resonates with them and it makes them feel something, then yeah, I did my job. But like, if it was just one person, I also did my job. That's you it. know. But you also did it for you. Ex- so do one person being me. That's. Zach yeah. <laughs> Sancho. Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt the interview, but I gotta tell you about Quip, my favorite toothbrush, and it's a toothbrush for you. Seriously, it is the best toothbrush on the market. Twenty thousand dental professionals say use this toothbrush. I use it. My mom uses it. I told you, my grandma uses it. Oprah uses it. You should definitely use it. It's worth it. Seriously, it's so fancy looking. It hangs right on my mirror. It looks so sleek. But it's also the healthiest way to brush, right? They have this timer in the toothbrush that pulsates every 30 seconds so you know when to switch sides from one side of your mouth to the other side of your mouth. They want to make sure that you get an even clean because a lot of times when you're brushing your teeth, you don't reach your whole mouth. Like you miss totally sides and like, I don't know, you miss things. So Quip is going to make sure you don't miss it. Try out Quip. Toothbrushes start at 25 bucks. If you buy one, you're going to get a free refill pack so you can switch out the head so you're always staying healthy. It's worth it. I promise you. Getquip.com slash sang. Try it out. Getquip.com slash sang. That's S-A-N-G. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Getquip.com slash sang. Ha. Ah, brush your teeth. Okay. Let's get back to this interview. Zach Sang Show. Was there a process that you had to go through finding your voice? Did you feel like you were silent post Fifth Harmony? I was silent a lot. Um in life. I'm still silent sometimes. I think, again, as a woman, I was trained to kind of subvert my real feelings for niceness and politeness to make sure that I didn't come across like too much of a bitch. And a lot of the time, um, that's what I was told I was because I'm very assertive and I'm very um, opinionated and I definitely know what I want. And so I spent a lot of years being deterred by a lot of voices telling me I didn't actually know what I wanted and I actually don't know what I'm talking about because I'm too young or I'm too frivolous or whatever it is that, you know, people fix their mouths to tell me about me, you know? And it's just that that though, that noise never stops, though. So sometimes I do listen to that voice because sometimes it's people you love that are telling you that, you know, because you're constantly kind of a reflection of everyone around you. So when people see you succeeding they automatically go into their shadow selves and they're like, no, why are you succeeding but not me, you know? And so you feel that pressure and I'm very sensitive. So I take what people say personally sometimes and and like I, or if if I don't take it personally, I still note that they said it, you know what I mean? Or that's some sort of perception somebody has of me. It still bothers me, you know? It'll affect the way you move. You you feel me? Yeah, but what I'm trying to learn right now is to not let it affect the way I move anymore. To, for me to keep moving beeline to where I need to go and for the like water, like a shark through water, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Just let everything kind of like graze me the way it does, but not allow that to deter my path. So you're saying you were the company you kept, right? You were forced to be around these people and the way you perceived the outside world was kind of shaped by those by you had By the perceptions around, you. around me. Yeah. Exactly. So you couldn't even like come up with your own opinions or your own thoughts exactly. or- Exactly. And even though it was within you, you kept it shut because... Because I, I didn't have the proper outlet to express it. What is it like... How do you prepare to get into the studio for the I, first time? I, I didn't I, really prepare. I, <laughs> I ended up in the studio the very first time that... Uh, or I mean, I've been in different studios, but like... 
There was like four or five like real pivotal like studio moments where I was going in to do something and then ended up doing something else and just talking to someone about life for a while. Got to know a lot about myself and what I felt I wanted to do. And then there's other moments where I was in rooms with people who I looked up to so much who taught me about vulnerability in the in the artistic process and that being okay and failure being okay before you get to what you really want. Um, so that changed a lot of my approach. I've been in the rooms with different songwriters who have just taught me different techniques about yeah. how to approach subject matter and how to draw from it in a way that's authentic but not necessarily polarizing either because art shouldn't feel, even though some art, it depends on the tone of what kind of art you want to make, but like some art should make people feel real uncomfortable, like <laughs> absolutely should. But then other art should feel inviting and welcoming yeah. just so that you can have different ways that you relay your message. So I've learned about that balance and going through those. See, feelings. that's how you really make it. that. That's how art is impactful, right? If it mm -hmm. gets you in and makes you feel welcoming, inviting, and then it hits you with something that you maybe weren't expecting or something you actually really deeply needed. Yeah. I also love art, though, that hits you in a way that makes you feel mad. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would love to write a song that I get death threats for <laughs> like I know that sounds crazy but that's the world we live in we live in a world where yeah, people get death threats for standing up for like their human rights so like I want to write a song that's that powerful enough that someone that unconscious thinks that they need to threaten my life like that's, <laughs> that's that would be my goal <laughs> I feel like you're doing something right if you're yes. getting death you threats you feel me yeah. like that means I'm doing something that's moving <laughs> Exactly. Moving the needle forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first time I got one death threat, like years ago, over some dumb interview we did, that's the, the same thing you said. You're like, Didn't you feel like you were on? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was you know afraid what? and I was ashamed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I feel terrible. And you were like, no, you're doing it right. Keep going. You're killing it. Yeah, because I got death threats when I asked uh, Britney Spears about Beyonce. The Britney Spears fans just attacked and they told me to oh. kill myself. I was like, okay. Whoa. I, I made an impact. That's a bit extreme. I hope, you're, yeah, I hope your message is a little bit more intense and like, <laughs> than... <laughs> comparing Britney Spears to Beyonce. Do more good with your message. Than... I will, I will, I will. <laughs> Please, you stand for more than that. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. I, the Both whole... queens, by the way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Tr I, I, truly. Um, I want to, expectations. Uh -huh. The song. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> record. Thank you. You talk about, in the, the tweet you posted recently, you talk about duality, and that really is the music video. There's a light you, there's a dark you. Are there two different versions within you right now as you sit in front of us? There's a million versions of me. If you, I think there's a million versions in each of you. There's people you are in front of people. There's a person you are behind closed doors. There's a person you are with someone you love like intimately. There's a person you are with your family. There's a person you are... And all of those different people are still you. They all still draw from, like, the energy source that is your soul. Different shades. They're different shades of blue, you know what I mean? Um, like, different different um, archetypes, yeah. you know, that we can fall under. And so that this first video was an exploration of my two extremes. My really naive, innocent, like youthful self who is very hopeful and blissful in the world and really really believes that everybody has a good heart and really believes that you know we can overcome this darkness that we're all surrounded by on a regular basis and then there's the darker part of myself who is more um you know violent in her thoughts about the way that things should be handled or like more aggressive and and demanding and and you know, sensual and explorative of self, like, and that all is is taboo for a woman to be. You know, would so you, would you say that version is 
realistic? They're both hyperboles of who I really am. You know what I mean? Because they're all, they're, again, they're archetypes. So they're there and I fall into, like, depending on a situation that I'm presented in. Like, yeah. sometimes I'll be, I'll have those naive elements to, to where, like, let's say if I approach a new person, right? And I, I think they're really cool and they think I'm really cool and everything's going great. So my naive self automatically is like, oh, look, like, oh, new friend. Like, this is great. I can get to know them. I can trust them. I can, like, become friends with them. And so I do become friends with them, right? But then all of a sudden, they switch up on me, and I notice that they're not exactly who I first perceived them to be. So then the other Lauren kicks in, and that's the protective Lauren who's not about to let anybody f*** with her. So it's like those two Laurens very much exist in me, and all the in-between Laurens exist. You feel me? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Why did Dark Lauren? Did the cauldron just like? Yes, that's why I'm laughing. As soon as you started, started talking about Dark Lauren, that thing started going. I was like, Oh, oh wow! Like you're a witch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> why? There's did... a witch in the room, y'all. <laughs> why did Dark Lauren kill Light Lauren? She sacrificed her. She sacrificed her for what? You'll see. Oh, so there's, there's a longer story. There's a whole story. Like Thanos in the Avengers. <laughs> like Thanos. Yeah. There you go. Archetypes. Exactly. You refer to expectations as a story. So is the album that is coming made up of different stories to tell a larger one? So the music, I haven't given a story. You know what I mean? When I go in and make music, like I just, I'm trying to draw from the most real place I possibly can that day. Um... And like whether and some days that's like a fun me and that's just like in a party mood. And then other days that's it's me that's like in a sad mood. And other days it's me in a hopeful mood. It's just different um energies that I'm exploring. Um, but each one of them tells a different story about the different selves. You feel me? Yeah. To, to, so we get to understand me. you. So the story is you. Me. It's cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Way to go. How do you, do, is that your process? Is your process just going into the studio in your raw current state? Mm-hmm. Do you document inspiration? Do you write down lyrics? Do you yeah, I write all my feelings? lyrics. Okay. I write all my lyrics down by hand. And if you look at my journal, they're hilarious. Like mm-hmm. I'll be writing, and I'll as I'm writing, I'm like writing lines, and I'm like, no, no, no. That's that that's bad uh, and then I'll keep writing those so then by the end of me writing a song like if these are the two pages it's like one line is up here one line's over here the other one's over here this one's over here and as I'm singing it I'm like trying to find it on the page I'm like I need to like write this down like straight <laughs> it's so much it's it's messy but it's also like I, I love it I love playing with words and figuring out what exactly I want to say because it's like I don't know. We've been given, like, the words are such a cool tool to, like, communicate our hearts. So it's like, I like exploring the different ways you can string them when together. You really could do anything. Yeah. And you could tell. Alchemy. You could tell stories. You could use so many different words and words that might not even have, like, the most basic meaning of them or the most, like, generalized meaning you of them. You can also give new meanings to Th- words. That's it. Yeah. That's the best. I love, like, writing abstractly, too, sometimes, like, in a more poetic form that's more, like, it's not so tangible and not so confessional because expectations is real confessional. Like uh, the lyric is very um, like my stream of consciousness of what I'm thinking um, and then rhyming a few inner things, you know. But some songs are just poems, more more like like you have to think about them. You can't just sit there and be like, I get what she means. Unless like you're that, uh, unless you're in my brain or 
Or, which I love about art, you read it and you're like, holy sh**. Like, this is exactly how I'm feeling, but I didn't, I never thought to express myself that way. This is what it means to me. Exactly. I, I love songs like that. And me I think too. we're in a, a phase of music where they're coming up more and more and more. And I, I never, they didn't totally go away, but I think more and more are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, more and more are coming back to the mainstream. And just like, I, I, I just, I don't know. Great I agree stories with you. have been lost. And I think I they're, agree. they're on the rise, baby. I think we've been hearing a lot of people's stories, but not really from the people performing them. I, you know what? You hit the nail on the head. Do you think as somebody who performs, can you ever fully invest yourself in a story that doesn't belong to you? No, I'm not taking anybody's songs. No, I, but but can a performer, not you, Oh, but sorry, somebody, excuse me. Yeah, ah. yeah, not you at all. I know, it's <laughs> I thought, all you. I thought that was a direct question. Oh, no, no, but like, could, could any performer out there, do you think it's possible? Um, I do believe it's possible. I think there's people who are stars yeah. who really embody and capture and communicate um, stories really beautifully in a way that connects to people. You know what I mean? I think that people have, some people just have like a pull about them that makes people want to listen to them. And I think that that's just as admirable as someone who, who can't, who can write their own story and do the same thing, you know? Um, it's just some, but those people have to be good A&Rs then, you know? Because they have to be able to sift through the songs that are r- relative enough to them that they can that they can communicate it in an authentic way because otherwise it just doesn't click and we all know that like as an audience yeah. anybody even the person themselves will get that feeling you know i mean you kind of had to do that for years though didn't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i did not connect <laughs> and it was obvious <laughs> and if it wasn't obvious I'm a great actress. You should hit me up for some roles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I loved watching your dance break in the music video. Oh my god, thanks! Oh, it was so sexy. Oh well, thank it, you. Beautiful. <laughs> thanks, man. I f- felt it like it was. I can feel your frustration. It's oh. awesome. <laughs> Dude, like, I wish I could do that. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would it. love. Wait, can I, you? Can I? Can I please get a video of you attempting to do that? Yes. Choreography? I'd I, love to see him try. Give, yep. him, give oh. him the latex suit too. I need it. I, I need that in. I need that in my life. Everyone, everyone heels and latex. Make him do the expectations challenge. Oh, make him do it. That please. Yes. Comment below. <laughs> Comment below if you would like to see a video of Zach saying. Please. We're, in a latex outfit doing my choreography. We all do. So 2018 right now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what is the full expectation story? Like, why did you decide to write that one? Um, I didn't really decide to write it. It kind of wrote itself. Um, I was just in a pissed off mood <laughs> and didn't know how to express my feelings talking because um, I would just, it just wasn't working or getting out right. So I wrote it. I wrote, I, I wrote it about, I wrote about it. Usually when I can't say something, I try to write about it, like a letter or a journal entry or a poem, just some way to express it through words because I like, I just feel better like putting it out through words <laughs> I don't know that makes it. sense yeah it's just, I'm just better at it it's like when you're mad at someone and you don't want to tell them directly but you write a letter you write a letter but you never it. send it yeah like, and then when you try to tell them directly there's no way you can be as eloquent as you were in the letter 100% because you can catch yourself in the letter like oh no that's too mean mm-hmm. oh no wait no I don't really mean that like you know what I mean you take time to really think about how you want to say it who I'm not going to ask who you were speaking to, but has that person heard it? Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. speaking about Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. We're not done. <laughs> oh, okay. It was about Ty, but we spoke about it, and I showed it to him after I wrote it. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <Fine>. babe. <laughs> 
All good. It worked out. Did you feel like like you were being a little, a little crazy in the time? Um, no, because I don't think it's crazy to experience feelings of, um, especially considering where I'm coming from, because I've been in abusive relationships, emotionally abusive relationships. And as a woman who has been in, in that, and I speak for a lot of women when I say emotionally abusive relationships, because mentally people take this power hold of you and they kind of expect you to know where their heads are at, you know? Mm-hmm. And as someone who has, like, I have really bad anxiety and I have I have stuff that, like, I get triggered by. And that's just, like, that's not crazy. That's just me. You know what I mean? And so I was, I was, I was upset in the moment and the lack of communication I was still upset about. You know what I mean? It was still, and I thought, I think, I still think I was valid in being upset about the lack of communication because the lack of communication is what essentially led to my worrying and getting out of, out of hand with the worrying, which I shouldn't have done. And I actually dramatized for the sake of the song um, because it doesn't happen every time. (laughs) But like, um, it still was, was that kind of exploration again of that feeling of not being able to get a, a streamline of communication between you and your partner just because one of you feels like I don't have to, you know, and you do have to if you want to be in a, in a healthy relationship with someone. How do you have any sort of relationship with any human being ever and not communicate? It's true, but a lot of us are really present in I, them on a daily basis. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but but and maybe some of that fear of communication or lack of communication stems from a fear of confrontation. Absolutely, or a, always. And you don't want to hurt the person you love either. And you don't want to. You don't want to cause a problem. You don't want to like cause a scuffle. It just it would be cool. I think if like we as a society got to a place where bringing up problems wasn't necessarily a need for confrontation, and that's what I say. I said I wish we. I re, um. I say with no confrontation, I really wish we could talk about it instead. Like, I really wish we could just sit here and, like, I'm upset about something, but I don't have to come at you in order for you to register that it's valid that I'm upset. You know what I mean? I I want to be able to be like, hey, like, this is something that really hurt me. And for that reception to come in of like, oh, wow, something hurt you? How can we make this better? You feel me? That's the real test of love, isn't it? Exactly. I 100% think so. That's how you solve problems. As far as like, this is the them. first like mature relationship I've been in in my whole life. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm learning through this love and this growth is like communication is is so important and valid. It's valid for me to want that and need that in order to be healthy, you know, and or mentally healthy. And like, especially in the situation that I'm in right now where I'm discovering myself at a very rapid rate and again in front of the world. You know what I mean? Like this is... Like, the art that I'm making is super vulnerable, like, really genuinely coming from a place in my soul. So, like, when I put it out in the world, it's not... It, it first of all, takes time and effort and thought and, and energy to put it together. But then also, once that's done and you put it out in the world, people gobble it up in 0.2 seconds and expect you to throw something else up ASAP. While judging you in the process. While judging you in the process for not being perfect enough <laughs> or or the caliber that you should have been at. Yeah, or not matching their expectations. Exactly. Which is why Expectations was the first song. You feel me? So it's like, it, it's just, you can't please anybody but yourself. So I'm learning that one. Like, just make me happy and that's that is do you have any expectations for yourself or that you set before entering this new chapter um hmm i guess i have like i guess i do sometimes i do like i try not to 
and I and it's a constant battle because again the voices happen yeah. and I can hear the voices I, I I'm not deaf you know <laughs> and I and I have eyes I can see I can read you know so those are all present and they're constantly f- with my head but then I'm building again that darker Lauren that, that that Lauren that protects herself that defends herself that doesn't allow for other people's noise to dictate who she is I'm I'm practicing being her as much as possible and that takes that takes effort that takes energy that takes like it talks mm, trial and error man yeah and it takes stopping yourself when you start talking to yourself in your head like you know how hard that is yeah. <laughs> yeah. like in the middle of talking to yourself you're like bitch stop <laughs> <laughs> no that's not true that's just what Fulanita de Tal said on the internet, like, who is she? <laughs> who is that person? Nothing. <laughs> no one. No, literally. Literally a figment of my phone. But it, but it, it, it like has I'll a never way- know where they are in the world. No. But you I don't know even what? know where you live. I, it sucks that we're even validating it right now. Uh, but crazy. it's true. But, but, it's, but it exists. But, but the only way to do, is that maturity, right? To get a handle on it? Yeah, I think so. It's maturity and it's also love for yourself. Mm to get a handle on it because it's easy to fall into the whole I hate myself they're so right I'm a trash human being I don't deserve anything we all convince ourselves that we don't deserve anything good or happy or you know because we fuck up or we make a mistake or we have a failure along our, our on our path and 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 I used to think like that I really did like whenever I would fail at something I'd be like like that's why I didn't songwrite for a while because I didn't know that I, I, I attempted a couple times and got discouraged by people I loved and then it was just like well I can't do this you know what I mean I really let somebody convince me I couldn't write a damn song like what that, <laughs> I can't I can't do that to myself anymore wh- th- and that's obvi- like scarring right like it that, is. it's hard to put pen to and paper that's just like and do something that one little thing as far as my art goes that like hurt me and that's not to even that's like a privilege compared to some of the things that people are told on a daily basis they are by people that they love um there are a lot of people who get beaten on by people that they love and really think that it's an expression of love because of the way that person manipulates them to believe you know what i mean it's yeah. just it's just there's so many different like layers to why we think we're undeserving so I'm, I'm stripping away those layers every day are you the sole person stripping away those layers has somebody helped you did somebody validate therapist that <laughs> yeah. yeah, therapist who's great a uh, psychic who's great <laughs> a new yeah. puppy and, and I have a really amazing friends really amazing friends a lot of really amazing females in my life who make me feel strong and validated and powerful and a lot of men in my life who validate that what I expect from men isn't crazy you know what I'm (laughs) saying mm -hmm. a lot of educated and you know real ass men who understand what I'm talking about understand what women are talking about and don't question it and see it themselves and call other men out when they're wrong but it takes a real man takes a real man it does it really does and it takes a real man who's able to be self-analytical because a lot of men whether they like to admit it or not have exercised this behavior yeah, and they'll never look within themselves to fix it because they don't want to think that they're failures mm-hmm. and that's the ego or not weak. truth you know <laughs> you get it how, I love it <laughs> how long have you been planning your solo career I just started writing music in May really so the whole time you were in the group you weren't thinking ahead about what you could be or what you never. could do it's so crazy like I wasn't because I was I was not alive. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't um 
I had zero inspiration. Really? To, it yeah. sucked that much out of you? Yeah. Wow. It was draining. It was really draining to, to I mean, yeah, to, I mean, it, it taught me a lot, like a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about the industry. It taught me a lot about communication. It taught me a lot about like um, how to handle things. But it it definitely took a lot of energy in that process. And, and that energy that I, I just didn't have it to put into art. Like, I didn't even think I, I thought I, I literally wrote about this. Like, I thought that I had lost my talent that I was, it was gone, that I had been taken away because I wasn't using it. And, like, I had been punished. <laughs> it was literally crazy. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. It it was scary because I, as an artist, it's like that's the only thing that I have. That's you your know? identity. That's my identity. That was my identity for so long when I was younger. Like, that's how I expressed myself in all kinds of ways. I would dance, choreograph, sing, play piano i used to like run around painting taking printer paper from my mom's room like you know what i mean like i was constantly creating and that was just my nature and my and everyone knew me as like the artsy kid like i wasn't i didn't have to prove that or question that you know and then i got thrown into a situation where i was a hundred percent questioned and it was like oh you don't understand art you can't possibly have taste being your situation and it's like um (laughs) I didn't, what? Like, <laughs> but that, and I was, what, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. That Those was, are very formative yes, years of your yeah. life where you're trying to figure out who you are. So Ooh, if people man. are telling you you're not an artist and that's all you think you are, you lose yourself, mm. you know? So, you're like, who am I? <laughs> and into the ether you go. <laughs> but the, is therapy how you find yourself again? Um, I mean, I don't go, I don't go as often as I probably should, but, um, honestly, I find myself through prayer. Um, reflection. I'm really spiritual. Yeah. I, I am very spiritual and I, I need that. That's, that's knowing that there's something greater than me that's in control of everything gives me peace of mind and it, and I know it's real. Like I don't have to question it and in my heart, I know it is so trusting learning to trust that building a relationship with that and and strengthening that and figuring out ways that i can physically do things to strengthen that relationship focusing on that and myself because that essentially i believe that relationship with god is just relationship with self like learning about your most inner workings and working on them for the sake of like clearing your conscience and your heart of the things that you know don't resonate with your true self you know and that the person that god created you to be which is just truth and likeness of 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 light that's what we all are you know and so that that for me is what keeps me sane like working on that and knowing that i have guidance keeping me in in light at all times i really appreciate the way you just define that and the way you explained it thanks because it's very personal though like every I believe I believe in every single way that anybody chooses to identify with God it doesn't matter what religion you choose to identify with what rituals you choose to identify with what whether you even choose to do that like it's there's so many ways that you can just be quote unquote godly and light yeah. being you know it doesn't have to be by definition or rhetoric at all I don't believe a lot of rhetoric encompasses what God is at all, actually. I I, I went to Catholic school for way too long. How long did you go for? What year to what year? From pre-K three 
to 11th grade when I dropped out to start yeah. working. <laughs> I went to a boy-girl private Catholic pr- school, and then I went to an all-girl private Catholic preparatory school. That's, I did eight years in boy-girl, and it was rough. I, the all-girl thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do you learn from that environment? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it from the it was It was the, the most empowering and destro- destructive environment I had ever been in. Because it was like run by women and I, and I was getting a feminist education. I was empowered to be courageous and, and confident and to, and to have, you know, to be, to be educated and confident in being educated and mm-hmm. not like I was in, indoctrinated with that too, you know, which is amazing. Um, but then at the same time, young adolescent girls all by themselves in one area is a lot um, of drama mm-hmm. and a lot of backstabbing and a lot of talking shit and insecurity and you know all those things i was i was a very giving person so when i give myself a lot to somebody and then they meet me back with oh they talk about me behind my back or they didn't invite me to this thing or like it's this or that. it was devastating yeah so i i went through a lot as far as like friendships and stuff go um and like finding myself i didn't really i i didn't get a chance to really be 100 percent what i what i would have liked to have been in high school you know what i mean because i was so like sensitive and so like i kept a lot of like my true self inside but um but then but then i was also confident so it's like again that duality those two laurens that are constantly present like i totally understand it i'm just not one i'm not one-dimensional at all (laughs) (laughs) wow uh i am like i'm processing all of it and it's 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 really it's it's fascinating, but it's also I totally I get it. I identify with it. I um I I do get it. It's uh, hard. High school in general is very 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 hard, and then to leave to go and do what you did. Yeah. But and I don't know. Even down to the uniforms, man. And you, I know you loved uniforms. Did you like it because you had something to wear every day? Yeah. And I was I didn't have money like that, so there's yeah. no way in fuck I could have been at, <laughs> at, at any of those schools where you had to like be wearing the latest fashions. I would have been there. Would be like you're poor. <laughs> I would have been like. You. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I loved not having to think about uniforms yeah. and get a, and and even I, being at an all girls school. Like I didn't have to do my makeup or my hair. I would wake up in the morning, pick my hair up just like this, put a put a liga in it, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, put my outfit on. All right, bye. I'm gonna go to choir. <laughs> like, Ten minutes. Literally. Like, so I still do it. There was no. <laughs> so easy. Look at so, her. Easy. so easy. Huh. You can do you go. have a uniform you wear oh, no, every day? Go ahead. No. <laughs> no but is that your uniform? This is my uniform. My Wayne's World costume. Wayne's World hat <laughs> and a black tee. Yeah. What were your feelings when you guys decided to take a break? I don't know if how much of a break it really is, mm-hmm. but because you're that young still. And you have this whole future ahead of you, but you're like, you don't know who you are at the time. Like, were you happy, scared, sad? All of it. All of it. Yeah. It was all of it. Okay. Yeah, I felt, I felt real free when I, when I found out that we were going to, when we, when we all spoke about yeah. that happening. And yeah, it was just like an unleashing of a lot of feelings. Because there was like the first round where I thought everything was going to end. And then that was when I went through my more like breakdown type what am i going to do who am i where am i going to go what if we get shelved what if we what is going to happen like whatever all of that kind of happened then and then that breakdown led me to figuring myself out in the next year that i had 
and to start doing that. And then I started working on features and I started, you know, getting in the studio and just building up my confidence and building up, building up like my trajectory of like what I, what I even like, yeah, I just started like thinking about myself for Mm -hmm. once and and what my plan was going to be. But then like, I didn't really delve into any plan until like I told you in May when I actually started writing my like the music that will actually be on the album you know you needed that time i needed it yeah i needed it i needed the unra- i needed everything to have happened exactly the way it did <laughs> to be honest because it everything and exactly how it unraveled was for i mean it, for me personally it taught me so much about myself and my character that was able to get me to come to a, a point where i was like oh i am exactly who i say i am and i know i know for a fact that i stuck to my own conscience from top to bottom and did exactly what I needed to do as far as my role went and was committed and was 100% honest and truthful in that. And that, that's all I needed. Because now I'm in a, in a secure spot, like, like I told you, of where I know who I am. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I know the basis of who I am. So now I'm just unraveling her. Now I'm just peeling back layers of the lotus flower. That's it. Does that excite you to get? Yeah, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I do whatever the f- I want. <laughs> I do whatever I want, whenever I want. I love it. <laughs> Shout out Russ. Like literally, it's it's just it's kind of weird sometimes because I'll, I'll call Tara and I'll be like, hey, so like, what am I doing? And she's like. You're off. What do you want to do? Like, I don't know. Should I work on a song today? I can choose when I want to go to the studio. I could choose who I'm in the studio with. I can choose how I want this rollout to go, how I want my art to to be, like who I want to work with, what I want to do on stage, what I want to wear. Yeah, right. It's like without thinking of the color scheme that's been picked. It like, sounds like just basic things that you should have all been able yeah, to do. That you wake up in the morning being yeah. an individual person, you don't even realize. I feel like it's somebody leaving prison, to be honest with you. Like, like that's the way it sounds. Like, no, 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 no. The, the, but like, for the, it's the little things, like it's, waking it's, up it's and the food, yeah, and the outfits. You're right. It's it's the freedom for sure. That it is the freedom. But so, okay, <laughs> album. Do we have a date? No. How are how far into it are we? Like, how many songs you got? Oh, I've got like a lot of songs. I have like 40 songs. Wow. But I'm not giving you 40 songs. That's a lot. And your music consumption is way too high. You can have a a record a week for quite some time. It is true at this rate. (laughs) Unless you're Frank Ocean, then you can get away with giving us years off. Dude, I aspire to be like that man. He's just brilliant. The ultimate creative goal, right? Yeah, that your shit is so good. You drop it and Mm. two years later you can come back and everyone's like thirsty waiting for it and it comes out of nowhere and everyone's on it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the type of shit I hope hope to create at some point in my career, if not now. What dictates that type of demand? Is it the art? Is it the branding? Is it everything? Art. I think it's resonating art. Stuff that, like, you know he he wrote. Like, you know you're getting a piece of his soul every time he gives you music, you know? Do you feel like you give up a piece of your soul? Yeah, definitely giving pieces of my soul, for sure. Different pieces from top to bottom? From top to bottom. Different pieces. Will uh, you be talking politics in your music, or is that... Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to separate that? No. <laughs> no, that's, that's I know you're very vocal, but I didn't know if you were going to take that into your music. 100% my identity. But um, I'm not, like... It's not, like, a preachy political scheme planned like when I write songs there's like one song that's intentionally political where I 
specifically address how I feel personally. It's only about like my personal exploration mm -hmm. of, of the state of the world and what's going on. And then I have allusions to to the concepts of like freedom and, and, and empowerment and, and life and exploration of life and what's going on, you know? I just believe that that's an artist's job though is to like be aware of what's going on around them and to, to reflect on it. Is it a responsibility? Um, it's mine. I don't know if it's anyone else's, but it's mine. What's your fate? What, what part of this whole process fulfills you the most? Writing. Writing out my feelings and bringing them to life. Bringing the songs to life. Because I see them when I write them. Like, I, I see the visual for them. And then I love the process of, like, developing that visual. Because I have really dope, like, female creatives around me that, like, we work together to really get to, like, the nitty-gritty of how we want to exactly say something whether it's like symbolically or like every single edit every single moment and everything is intentional you know yeah so do you like breaking it down like that yeah, i love it i love <laughs> it i am so ocd like everything is is very um everything has a purpose you know that serves the the artistic integrity people who understand that that really genuinely succeed and they succeed with like honesty and just uh, just real sense of being in everything that they do it's cool thanks why are you a journal person because i gotta put these thoughts somewhere you don't use your notes on your phone uh you know i do sometimes yeah. I yeah, my notes in my phone are definitely when I say journal, I definitely mean like any form of writing. Got it. Yeah, I have physical journals. I have like a a red composition notebook and then I have a red moleskin and then I have my notes. <laughs> and then I have like all of the pads of paper that I've come across in my lifetime <laughs> that I write some dope shit <laughs> on or like <laughs> do a cool doodle on that I'm like, I'm just gonna just keep it take that with me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you had to turn it into a hoarder. I am a Hoarder. I have a whole memory box that I put a bunch of stuff in. Uh, Cute. Do you look through them? Have you looked through them recently? I, I do it like every couple years I'll look through it. That's cool. Yeah. And just kind of reminisce. I put like birthday cards and like Polaroids mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's like Concert real life tickets. Instagram. Yeah, it's like, it's like real life Instagram. That's so weird. <laughs> Guys, that's, how, that's how we used to do it. Right? Okay? That's, that's how we used to do it. it. <laughs> Memory box. Wow. <laughs> when a picture of it wasn't necessarily the only proof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, man. I feel like we've said, we, you've said so much. We've talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. I want a date on the album. <laughs> Not going to get it, but no rush because Thank you. when it flows, it flows. When it happens, it happens. Exactly. You and the universe dictate it. We will. <laughs> wow. I have two quick questions. Go, Dan. First, are you and Ty working on music together, or is it important to separate your relationship and your career? Well, I, I mean, we're both musicians. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, at the end of the day, people are going to tie it regardless. Yeah, <laughs> but, tie it. Hey. 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 <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I mean, we've gotten in a couple times, but we haven't really solidified too much. We'll see. Is there anything that you've recorded that actually exists together? Of him and I? Yeah. Um, in your phone? No, no, <laughs> oh, no wait. No. That's the one that's already out. Oh, no, that record. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I feel like an idiot now. No, you're fine. You were like, uh, what? He's like, my phone, let me check. Like, what do I, did you send me something? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did, did you delete me? Did you airdrop? <laughs> wow, uh, great. Comment below on how I just looked like an idiot. <laughs> no. no, you did it. You're fine. So, okay, so after that record, 
nothing? Mm-mm. I think we might have like one other thing that we like started working on, but we haven't finished anything. So I don't envy the position you're in because I I learned growing up you don't really poop where you eat. Sometimes Mm-mm. does that make sense? You never poop where you eat. Never in life, but also like in professional, never. right? Like mm-hmm. you don't like mm-hmm. you you're, you're you can't do both. It mixes the waters. It gets really rough and kind of. Do you mean like personal life and, and public professional, life? Professional, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's actually kind of funny. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was just like. It's so funny to me, like, when people ask me about my relationship and, like, details about it. And no no offense, like, I, it's casual. Everyone does it. Of course. But it's, I always wonder, like, do y'all ask, like, co-workers that you don't know personally about their relationship? I no. sure do. No, you, you don't? You do? Like, co- oh, on, co-workers Dan. that you don't know personally? Like, you're oh, just going to go I... up to, like, the guy who works at the front and be like, hey, so, uh, you and your wife, y'all good? Or is that drama still kicking? Dan, I'll attach uh, no, a mic no. to you right like, now. Like, that's go. just rude, no, right? You, you don't do that. Do. It's considered rude? Yeah, yeah. very much It's so, so interesting to me, though, that people feel entitled to know about, like, my personal relationships. I, I think just people think they know you. Yeah, right? You know I mean? They think, they just think, like... But, you don't know me, me, but I know you. you know yeah, I mean? but then it's like, it's that concept. It's yeah. like you might know me, but I still don't know you. But, but you need to just approach these types of situations. I tell people all the time, like they're human beings because that's what they are. You Oof. don't know them. For treat them people. like a treat them like any other person you're about to get to know. You feel me? I. Uh, well, the second question I had was, <laughs> if you were offered the Amy Winehouse role in that biopic, would Whoa. you take it? I would take it in a heartbeat, <laughs> dude. Put, I'd take it. Put that out into the universe. Yeah. I would love that. Would. Uh, Manifesting. Putting it on the universe. Yeah. Can you I do- yeah, I would love to. That would be insane. You got the voice. You got the look. I see that the comparisons all the time. Thanks. That means a lot. Can you do I an would English accent? Do. An English accent, yeah. Wow. Ooh. I can absolutely do it, yeah. This is not an audition, but it is an audition. Yeah, I'm just over here auditioning to be Amy, so could you just hit me up if you want me to be Amy? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's... Let's just ship that one. That was out my there. Send it off. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Lord Haregi. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.